This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, brought to you by our sponsors, Team Hochberg, Mazda of Orland Park, Marishka's in Crest Hill, and Dr. Squatch. I am Rick Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Uh, Jay, happy Easter. It is Easter as we record today. It's uh, Tomorrow is one of the really good days on the fat calendar. Oh, because yes. Leftover Easter candy goes on clearance. And we will, yeah, we'll definitely get into our favorite Easter candies. It was a very predictable uh, Mm -hmm. listener email, Ask a Fat, so we'll definitely get into that. We've got our March Fatness winner to reveal. Someone is joining Andy Reid, Bacon, and Pizza in the Onion Ring of Honor, and very deservingly so. Yes. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias at I'm Fat Pod. That includes Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Send us an email, imfatpod at gmail.com. If you want to get on the fat phone, 708-858-3314. And don't forget our Public shop. There's always sales going on on Public. Make sure you click the link in our bio for the direct link to our store so we get the uh, incentive, I guess you'd call it, for selling the shirt. So, yeah, make sure you visit that link tree in all of our social media bios, and that'll take you pretty much everywhere you need to go. And as always, rate subscribe review all those good things are very very helpful for podcasts rick we have to start mm-hmm. we have a new entrant it is done it's official air conditioning air conditioning has made it to the onion of, of honor and it's about damn time yeah it's it was a dominant performance because even the common man gets tired of the fan <laughs> and the extra fare that comes with it. So getting air conditioning where you reside and having that for the long summer months, which are great when you're outside, but when you're inside and the air's not moving and you may live in a building where there's a bunch of older people that like to keep the temperature hot, Having air conditioning or an air conditioning unit really is clutch. And it it honestly improves quality of life. You could argue as much or more than any individual food. Wow, that's a statement. That's a statement right there. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, and I think that our voting kind of proved that out. You think? Holy <laughs> moly! Air conditioning was just steamrolling everything. The yeah, this was the closest <laughs> matchup air conditioning had, and it got 
only 77% of the vote against Thanksgiving dinner. Like we were comparing air conditioning to Gonzaga. Well, especially (laughs) after last night, Gonzaga had way too close of a call. So now Gonzaga can only wish that they were as good as air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, I knew that it was going to be a favorite. It's it's not its first time in the tournament, is it? No. Yeah, it it just it must have just been the perfect path for air conditioning to just run the table cuz it was I mean, every matchup was a blowout. It was it was it was impressive. It was a very impressive run for uh air conditioning. And if we have any design folks in the uh, audience, I'm sure we do. Who want to work on a, a an onion ring of honor like design for a t-shirt Ooh. feel free because we would love to publish one the only thing we got to say ahead of time is it's got to be kind of an abstract andy reed <laughs> it can't yeah. be like a photograph there can't be any chiefs logos on there or anything but maybe a silhouette of a fat mustachioed man or something like that where everybody knows yeah it's him yeah fatty reed that would be the way to do it that would be the way to do it. So if you're into it, do that. And we'll, we'll find a way, you know, maybe we'll have Charlie, the bacon guy, send you out a gift pack. If we choose your design. So, uh, make up your design, email us. I'm fat at gmail.com. And we'll pick one and we'll throw it up on our T public shop. It'll be great. I love that throughout all of March fatness that I feel like each year, and you know, I don't remember what the numbers were necessarily for last year, or the year before we are getting more and more votes each year. And I think what makes this one especially unique is this was the first one where it wasn't also part of, you know, content on the score. So we didn't have the, you know, the score blowtorch to uh, add to March Fatness. The fact that we're getting the amount of votes that we're getting, you know, on our own doing that is just like another added part of us being independent for, you know, just over the last year. Because, like, as I, I, I came to the realization, it was now a year and two days ago that I got laid off. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. So uh, it was it just kind of, like, hit me a bit a couple days ago that of just, like, how far we've been able to come as a podcast since, you know, being able to go independent and do our own thing. So, like, it's just really cool that this has become as much as it has. So, yeah. So thank you to everybody out there for that. Before I, you know, go any further and get more sentimental, let's not do that. I do want to thank one more time, uh, obviously, Charlie, the bacon guy for sponsoring March Fatness, which was awesome. And we appreciate him for it and all the bacon Mm -hmm. Uh, and also (laughs) Bill Oakley for doing for like giving us the celebrity region this year. If you're not following all his stuff on Instagram at that at that Bill Oakley. You should be because he does a lot of his food stuff there. And he also posts a lot of it to his Twitter with the same handle. So thank you again for March fatness this year. It was a huge success and now literally, and uh, now I, I think I've, it's been someone from my region, so to speak, has gotten into the onion ring of honor three of the four years. That's amazing. You're the, you're the guy, man. You're the, you're the, you're the fat master. I bow to Rick camp and his fat ways. I really do. That's it's impressive. And, and, you know, I kind of uh, I think part of my issue is I stack my bracket with my favorites, but instead of what can actually win. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, you're telling me Rosangela's as a one seed wasn't going to win. That's not what I was referring to. Actually, that should win. Anyone who's tried it would know. Anyway, I have tried it. 
and I'm right. Hey, uh, by the way, we mentioned Charlie the Bacon Guy. Uh, yeah. We've not heard the last from Charlie the Bacon Guy. Charlie and uh, Charlie and I have been speaking, and this could be a permanent relationship. So we're very excited about that. But before we wrap up March Fatness, we got to tell you char- about Charlie the Bacon Guy. By the way, we we're thanking you guys for our success. I want to thank you all for supporting our sponsors, especially Charlie, who has seen a 900% increase in uh, interactions on his social media platforms and a 200% increase in his business. Uh, The I'm Fat Podcast audience has really done a great job in supporting Charlie the Bacon Guy, and you should because it's a great product. He's a great guy, and really he's been a great partner for us on the podcast. So I think we're going to come up with something. It's not officially official yet, but we'll have a emailer or voicemailer of the show that will win a Charlie, the bacon guy prize pack every week. And that's that's cool. That's a great, great deal for us. It's great for Charlie. So let's tell you more about Charlie. He's based out of Woodridge. He sells bacon and bacon jams. I had the honey chipotle yesterday for breakfast. Amazing. Yes. It's always a nitrate free product. It's an all natural cure and applewood hickory smoked thick sliced bacon from Catalpa Grove farms in Dwight, Illinois. Here's how you order from Charlie. Listen up. Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy. Just send him a DM. You can email him, Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com. He's now on Twitter at CZ the Bacon Guy. So hit him up in his direct messages or send him that email, Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com and place your orders with him. They've got the maple pepper, the barbecue rub, the rosemary pepper garlic, the honey chipotle. There's always new stuff on the horizon. The bacon jams are the original in a bourbon in stock now or the habanero, which I've had, and it's delicious, and the honey chipotle. Uh, he's also got T-shirts featuring Charlie, the State of Bacon logo, shipping anywhere, and the lower 48 is a flat fee of $15. He can deliver personally if you're in the Western Burbs. Otherwise, he can arrange to meet you somewhere in the middle if delivery is a is cost prohibitive for you. But again, Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram, Charlie the Bacon Guy gmail.com or CZ the Bacon Guy on Twitter. Support Charlie the Bacon Guy. He has been an awesome partner for us during March Fatness and on the I'm Fat Pack podcast. Really, he has he's been great. Just helping us out on social media, uh, creating brand awareness. It's been awesome. So we we love our partnership with him and we're very excited to continue it uh, moving forward. Also, he has great stickers. He really does, yes. And those, <laughs> <laughs> you go through all the technical stuff, and it's all correct. And I'm just like, I'm holding one of the stickers that I got from when I saw Charlie a couple days ago. And I'm like, I like this sticker. It is a good sticker. They are good stickers. He's got a good logo. I, I very much enjoy his logo. But the, the product is even better. So, anywho, there it is. So, air conditioning is in. Charlie is still with us. And uh, I guess now we move on to the normie part of the podcast, I guess yeah. you could call it. Although I also like that Charlie's still with us. He did not die. No, he did not die. He is <laughs> Charlie has risen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. By the way, our fativity scene is getting much more full now. <laughs> yes, now, that, now that we have Andy Reid eating comfortably in his air-conditioned room, and I assume in his Hawaiian shirt, he has pizza on one side, he has bacon on another, or he has bacon on his pizza, or in addition to the bacon on the side, he also has bacon <laughs> on his pizza. It's just really working out well, so I'm excited to see. Like, I'm already looking forward to next year, and I'm already telling myself, even though it's a lie, that I'm going to do better at paying attention to things throughout the year and write them down and I'll never do it. I have a running note. I just started it because I felt like I, I sort of had to put it all together quickly too. 
for March Fatness. So I, I have started a file already and I have three or four things in there that are already on my mind. So it'll make it a lot easier when next March rolls around and we have to do this again. But uh, I think it worked out really well. And I think our, our onion ring of honor is appropriate. I think it's everything yes. that should be in there is in there. And I feel like the winner every year deserved to be in. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I could say that. Yeah. So I've been chomping at the bit to do this podcast because there's two things I've tried this week that absolutely blew my mind. First, we went to uh, my buddy Mike was in from L.A. I haven't seen him in a really long time, but he's fully vaccinated to his parents. We came to see his parents for the first time in a long time. So got together with him. We went to Roots Pizza in Westtown. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool place. I don't know if you've ever been. They've got, you know, traditional pizza, but they also have some really creative stuff. So we got just a normal sausage pizza. And then we got a Korean barbecue pizza, which was absolutely terrific. I highly recommend it. But the thing, Rick, that stood out the most, and I didn't know they had these. Mike told me their mozzarella sticks are enormous and delicious. They're like, Mm. I've talked about them before, the Leona's mozzarella sticks that are the size of Twinkies. Yeah. Same at Roots Pizza, but it's a better mozzarella stick. This may have been, may have been the best mozzarella stick I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was just great. And I was at dinner and they, they serve you four and there were three of us there. And then Hope's brother lives right there. So he, he came along to a little bit later and I didn't want to be the one who ate two. Mm-hmm. But it was just sitting there. I'm like, is anyone going to eat? I finally said it out loud. Like, is anyone going to eat that fourth cheese stick? And then me and Mike split it. And it was just awesome. My God. Nice. That, I, I, I cannot stop thinking about it, Rick. <laughs> it's been haunting my dreams. Clearly. It's just, and it's far away, so it's not like it's a place I can go get normally. I'd have to really make a trip to go get it, which is probably a good thing in the long run. But, man, that Roots Pizza mozzarella stick. And the pizza was awesome, too. Don't get me wrong. But those mozzarella sticks were the best I've ever had, and they're huge. Like four, I think four of those, which is how it comes in a serving, might be a meal for somebody. Okay. Maybe not you or me, but definitely for uh, someone with more of a normal diet, that that could be a substantial meal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Someday, there may have to be a time where we have the mozzarella stick wars. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, and I am in. Yes, there be there might be logistical problems of, you know, getting getting mozzarella sticks from all these different parts of the area and, you know, keeping them warm enough to to, you know, keep the integrity. However, we can try. So I'm as you say this, I'm having visions of our event coming in. There is Wing Fest downtown, right? That's uh, that's something that happens every year where people come Mm -hmm. in and they compete with their different buffalo wings. We could definitely do a fried cheese fest. Yes. Bring us your curds. Bring us your mozzarella sticks. We can get roots there. We can get Fratos there. Mm-hmm. There's so many places that have awesome mozzarella sticks. And it would just challenge. And people with different kinds of cheese curds, too, could come down and win. Aww. See, Rick, this is the sort of thing when society opens back up. For us to take the next step as a podcast, we've got to have something big that gets people in that maybe wouldn't, don't even listen to podcasts, right? Like That's how you create the awareness. Yep. Having some sort of event... Like a cheese stick off, or we'll call it like I don't know, careful wood stick, <laughs> or something like that. We're just all, <laughs> where all the great cheese stick places gather, and just have this contest. And you and I would MC it, and we'd have taste tests, and 
uh, award a winner every year. This this is something that I think we could totally get behind and do. So I, my mind, my, my wheels are already turning on that. Nice. I'm glad I blurted it out without really thinking about it. Good job. That's how this yeah. podcast started. It's, it's what I do best. <laughs> it is. We should. What's the podcast called? Uh, I'm fat. That was it. That's how the I'm fat podcast was born. It was fake. Yep. And now it's real. So real. You could almost taste it. Just going to let that sit there for a minute. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. What else did you try? You said you tried other things. Oh, is that it? so I had to run to Pete's uh, Fresh Market, which is, by the way, if we're going to have a grocery store draft, mm-hmm. Pete's is winning. Pete's is the best. Really? Because not only do they have incredibly gorgeous, like photogenic produce, like you walk in, it's the first thing you see. There's no <laughs> randomness to the produce. It's all perfectly stacked and colorful. It's just absolutely beautiful. Photogenic produce. (laughs) (laughs) My mind is still stuck on that. I'm sorry. Uh, But it's great. And then they've got pre-prepared like wings and everything. And what's cool about them is wherever Pete's is, they appeal to the area they live. So when I lived and when we went to the one in Payless, there was a uh, larger Arabic population. So the food there represented that. Right. And then there was one in Pilsen and there was more of a focus on Mexican food. And now the one I go to is in Matson. So there's more it's more aimed towards the black community. So it's kind of whatever is around the store. The store adapts and has the appropriate cuisine. That's cool. It's awesome. It's a great store. So anyway, um, we just had a hankering. So they had a pre-prepared box of pre-marinated chicken fajitas. So the chicken's in there. It's raw. You got to cook it, but the peppers, the onions are in there. And you just throw it in a, in a um, skillet mm-hmm. and just cook it till it's done. And then you just eat them like tacos. It was amazing. But that's that was great. But that's not the thing I'm talking about. Here's what I tried. As I was at the deli counter getting my weekly supply of Polish ham, I saw a Dietzen Watson cheese log. You know, like the deli cheese, which is always yeah. superior. I love deli cheese. Hot pepper... New York State cheddar with buffalo wing hot sauce. What? Hold on. Say that again. Okay. That's all, there's, there's a lot going on yes. there. So here's the cheese. Hot pepper New York State cheddar okay. with buffalo wing hot sauce. I mean, that's a lot of words and none of them are bad. It was so good. So the cheese is like a dark, not overly sharp cheddar, but inside the, the cheese are little flakes of peppers. Right. You've you seen this mm-hmm. before, like the Chihuahua cheese with jalapenos has that, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. But it was a little more. And then I don't know, like it wasn't wet. Like, I, you know, when I describe that, I think you're probably picturing the cheese bag or the cheese cellophane with like sauce in it. It wasn't like that, mm-hmm. but it just has the flavor of buffalo. And when I tasted it, the first piece I had was so hot that I actually needed to go get a drink. It was legitimately wow. spicy and hot and i'm like whoa that was way more than i expected it to be it's deets and watson i don't know how easy this is to find but uh, i know the pete's and matson has it which would make me think that most pete's have it if you're in the mm-hmm. area or probably anywhere that sells deets and watson uh but it was amazing and i had it on a ham and cheese sandwich yesterday and it was terrific but i'm just finding myself going to the fridge and grabbing a couple slices of that and just eating it as a snack it was so good and i said to the girl at the deli counter like, is this good? Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around how this would taste. And she said, unanimously, it is everybody who works in a deli's favorite cheese here. 
So wow. it's awesome. I, I don't know how I even saw it because I usually just get, you know, half a pound of the Crocus Polish ham mm-hmm. and American cheese for the week. And I just have ham and cheese sandwiches, you know, for lunch most days. But I saw this. I'm like, oh, boy, that if something was ever made for me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's it. And uh, as we dream about our Fratos burger. Mm-hmm. 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 See? That's good. We're getting there. We got to have a meeting. We're having a production meeting on the air right now. We yeah. got to have a we got to have a meeting with those guys and just sort of talk about the plan because we've got to yeah, come cool. up with something. Yeah. And we've got to, you know, give a once over of what they already have on the menu, because because the worst thing would be to like have all have this, you know, great power comes with great responsibility type thing of coming up with something that is pretty close to something they already have on the menu. Uh, we want to put a burger with a. Cheese and bacon on it. Can we do that? Has that been done before? <laughs> You're fired. Get out of here. Rick and Jay, please leave. Yes. Uh, no, we'll be, we'll definitely be more creative than that. My, my thought is that we have to put our signatures on there somehow. Yes. Can they uh, yeah. make... Rick. What? Can they make beer nugget buns? Oh. <laughs> First of all, cheese nugget. Cheese uh, nugget, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but that ooh. sounds like a challenge. I think, I think it moved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, there, no, there's, there's nothing, uh, nothing. There's no good way to, to transition off of that. I was about to say the other thing that would have been <laughs> more common that would have been problematic. Hey, speaking of not problematic, let's tell you about our friends at Marishka's in Crest Hill, yeah. 604 Theater Street, family owned and operated since 1933. They're closed only on Christmas, the 4th of July, Thanksgiving, and Easter. So they're actually closed today. They're taking a break from their hard work. You'll hear this on Monday, so it won't matter to you. Uh, but go visit them in Crest Hill. The Poor Boy Sandwich, that is the must taste at Marishka's. That is their claim to fame. But everything on the menu is terrific. You bring your family there, everyone's going to leave happy. Even if poor boys aren't their thing. You want something as simple as chicken tenders for your kids? They're going to be amazing. But the Poor Boy is where it's at. But they got steaks, chops, seafood, everything you can imagine, you can get it at Marishka's. So go visit them at marishkas.com or facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R. I-C-H-K-A-S. And when you visit these places, let them know that you heard about them on the AmFab podcast. It's very, very helpful for us. Absolutely. So, you know what's also really helpful, at least for me, is baseball season starting. Baseball season's underway. Sorry. That's enough. And the White Sox getting big contributions, quite literally, from a fat. (laughs) They really are. <laughs> Yermin Mercedes of the Chicago White Sox playing the default position of a fat designated hitter <laughs> is eight for eight to start the year. And it's so cool because this is his first chance. Well, I think he was up for like one game before that. So the fact that this is his first opportunity, he got his first hit of his career in this series and he's starting the season eight for eight is just awesome has that been done before i saw that the five for five was the first time since like 1911 or something like since they started taking stats i think maybe it's happened one other time since then but i would imagine that eight for eight's got to be a record to start a career 
I I would think so. I feel like I might have seen something where it said like eight for eight ties it. Okay. But I have no idea who the what the other instance would be. Well, it's appropriate that the number is shaped like Yerman Mercedes himself. It's just a good way. It's, you know, it's a good way to remember Very true. how many. So he's got to stop now. Anything beyond eight is, you know, we're not going to remember. It doesn't look like him. But the eight is a constant reminder of, oh, yeah, that's your man. That's, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Unless he gets to 88, yes, which I'm sure is going to happen. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, ba- that's the way baseball works, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 88 game hit streaks happen all the time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and as long as we're on the athlete trend, oh. another example <laughs> that came to light, and it might be because he moved and gave the sun more breathing room, <laughs> is our guy, Arizona Christian kicker, Nestor Higuera, who is five foot five, two hundred and seventy five pounds. Five is foot it... five. Yeah. Five foot five, two seventy five. That person is a literal ball. <laughs> <laughs> like what the Clearly hell? with legs. Is he shaped like the uh what are the mushrooms called in Mario? Are they Goombas? Which is yes, really, I think so. Probably, probably not the greatest thing to say anymore. No, probably but, uh, not. Yeah, but they're yeah. That's uh, wow. That's a lot of. That's a big load on tiny legs. And trust yes. me, I know. I got the twenty eight inch in- inseam. I'm no. Uh, I'm no Stretch Armstrong myself. But oh my god, right? Five, I mean, this five, guy is like five. He's like one step away from three foot nine. With never mind. an idiot oh 100% there's no and he's good too that's the other thing he had he's had a couple game winning kicks this year I want to say I saw uh, a a YouTube video on him where like I think this year he was like 7 of 10 on field goals so far and like what was it like 37 of 39 on PATs like it's not like he's just out there and he's fat and he's not good he's actually good hey that I, I just the five five thing just stuns me. Mm-hmm. How does a leg that short get that much power behind it? Uh, well, it has a lot of fat behind it too, so you get that inertia working, and uh, I think it, it doesn't hurt. I guess so. You just get that get it get the whole. I'm trying to think of like the slow motion video of the, of the fat like moving from yeah. back of thigh to front of thigh. Exactly. That's amazing. This is our guy. We got to try to find this guy. I will try. I will try to find him. Nestor, okay. uh, air quotes, Manny Higuera. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I love it. I mean, it's so rare that, I mean, look, fat guys thrive in football all the time. Like that's, but just yeah. not in this sort of a role. Yeah. There's specific positions for it. And I think that's what makes it look so funny is kickers yes. are usually, there's your exceptions. Like there's, you know, you had Sebastian Janikowski who was definitely meaty, especially towards the end of his career. But this guy is a certified fat. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's just a fat dude. And th- and th- there's no like, oh, you know, he's a little porky or he could he could stand. Loo- no, like, this is a fat, a like certified he's, he's, a1 fat. He is rounder than the football. <laughs> and I love that. Literally, he is. And I love that he wears number 97. Yeah, like yeah, I'm a kicker, but don't give me a single digit. Single digits are are fattening. They make me look fat. Yeah, like well, 
And the thing is, too, he didn't go with two rounder numbers. When you get those rounder numbers, they always make you look fatter. Like, the only person who can, like, still look really svelte while wearing, like, a double uh, curved number is, like, Luis Robert, who's, like, a specimen. Right. Like, mm-hmm. 88 is as fat of a number as there is. And Luis Robert, like, still, it's like, oh, no, this guy's just, like, trim as hell. Yeah. Patrick Kane's making it work pretty well, too. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, he's all right. Look out for him. He's going to be good someday. Uh, speaking yeah. of fat of fat guys and fat culture, I, I didn't mention mm-hmm. this, to you, this to you before the show. This week, Addy saw Tommy Boy for the first time. Really? Yes. And it was. It still holds up. Mm-hmm. There's a few things like uh, there's some jokes about phones and like you know like some of the technology is outdated. Yeah. And you know Hope looks up every time when we think about like is this a movie we can watch? There's this site called Common Sense Media and it tells you everything that's questionable in the movie. Oh, that's cool. And I said, Hope, I know this movie like I know my own face. I know I'm glad you, every. I'm glad you said face. I know every pause. I can't see the other thing. I know every uh, <laughs> swear. I know every inch of dialogue. I could talk along to the movie from start to finish. I've seen that movie a hundred times. I, it has to be around a hundred times. So I'm like, if there's something that I don't want her to hear, I will cough really loud and she won't hear it. So the the main thing is housekeeping. You know that whole thing. Yeah, that's so. She's yeah. like, you want me? And I'm like. <laughs> Look <laughs> as loud as I could, and she didn't care. But she, like, she, you know, every time we show any movie, she pretends like she hates it, and yeah. then will just talk to me about it for the rest of the week. Remember the time oh, he hit his perfect. face on the glass? Remember the time where he s- said, "Does this suit make me look fat?" And he said, "No, your face does." Like all those awesome lines that just, yeah. Oh man, I was. It's so cool. Like when your kid is able to start watching some of the things you grew up with, and they like it. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part. So I had had that this week with Tommy Boy. God, I love that movie, man. It's so uh, good. I yeah, like that was one where like I went a long time without seeing it, and it wasn't like because I didn't like it or anything. It was just like either I never saw it on TV or it just wasn't top of mind. But then, like, I feel like I've watched it four times in the past year. Really, and it's it's just so good. It is really good. I uh, yeah, it's such a great movie. Like I've actually done something similar, or at least I'm trying to with um, with my little brother because like he's 13 years younger than me. That's a pretty big gap. So there's like a lot of stuff that fall you know falls between that you know pretty precipitous crack there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, so like we did. Uh, so I uh, I got the uh, ESPN Hulu Disney Plus bundle. Oh, nice. And I'd been telling him to, cause I, I forget if he's seen all, if he's seen both of the first two mighty ducks movies. Oh yeah. But I, uh, you know, with getting the Disney, getting Disney plus, I was like, I, you know, I know three is like by far the worst, but I was like, I haven't seen it in forever. So, you know, because I'm smart and even though I had to work the next day, after doing Bulls post game on Wednesday, not realizing it was already midnight, I turned on D three and watched it all the way to the end. Wow, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen D three. I don't know the plot of it, but you have to know now, as a Disney Plus guy, mm-hmm. that there's a new Mighty Ducks series out, right? Yes, I haven't. I haven't given it a spin yet, but I'm. I am intrigued. We watched the first one. And it's what you expect. It's Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls and Emilio Estevez is in it. And uh, the kids are, you know, they're 
you know, your, your rowdy mix of rejects basically is the plot line. Um, but man, Emilio Estevez is really starting to look like Martin Sheen. It's getting like He looks and sounds creepy. like him. Yeah. By the way, one more thing about Tommy boy. Mm-hmm. One of the first instances of one of our bracket, uh, teams this year getting a disproportionately hot girlfriend. Yes. When Tommy boy dates Michelle in no that movie. Doubt. <laughs> By the way, a, a big plot hole for me is like, hey, Tommy, it's me, Michelle from high school. Oh, hey, yeah. How you doing? And then like the next scene, they're in love going to weddings together. Like there was yeah. there was like no courting process for Tommy no. and Michelle. She was just in right away. And the other thing about this, I don't know if you saw my tweet or maybe he was Bo, yeah. Bo Derek, mm-hmm. who is the the woman who marries Tommy's dad and tries to steal all the money from the company. She's casted as someone who'd be dating Brian Dennehy. Bo Derek, when Tommy Boy came out. Yeah, that, that was prime. Yeah. Guess how old she was when that movie came out. Just picture her in your I, mind from that movie and put an age on it. Um, hold on. Don't cheat. I hear you clicking. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> typing more specifically, and I'm doing an image search. I don't want to see age. Okay. All right. Good. So, yeah. God. And play I along at home. That. Just think of, think of Bo Derek from Tommy Boy in your head. And and try and just, I have no idea. Okay, but give all right. Let's play over under. Over under forty five. Um, I'll say slightly under. She was thirty nine. What? Yes, Bo Derek was thirty nine when Tommy Boy came out. Wow. Yes. Now she was casted as a woman in her probably fifties. Yeah, so they had to like play that up. She had to be old enough to date Brian Dennehy. Mm-hmm. She had to be old enough to have Rob Lowe be believable as her son. Yeah, she was thirty nine years old when that movie came out. Wow! It just it goes to show you like how Hollywood thinks of women. Like, yeah, what are you thirty five? You play the grandma. Like, what? Thirty five? What are you talking about? Right. It's, it's crazy, but yeah, yeah like I, I, if, I feel like it's getting a little bit better. Yes, I think with so. with time, mind you, still plenty of ways to go. I also However, think, though, yeah, our generation is aging better than the one before it. And maybe two. Like I see pictures of my uncles in high school and they look like they're 45 year old men. They've got like full mustaches and sideburns and probably because they've all been smoking for 20 years already. But like, <laughs> but really, like our you look back at our parents generation Mm-hmm. of them in high school and college they look so much older and like yeah pictures of like okay my grandfather my dad's dad when he passed was like in his early to mid 60s mm-hmm. and he was the oldest person i can imagine like in looks he just looked like an yeah. old man i look at my dad who's 75 and he looks older but he doesn't like he doesn't look like an old man you know, it's I just yeah. think that the generations before us just age and they went through a lot more crap than our well, maybe not now, but like yeah. wars and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, there's been through some crap that aged them. Yeah. But that, I, well, that remarkable. was why for a long time we were we always marveled at my grandma, my mom's mom, because she always looked younger. Now, mind you, she she was someone that always had to have like, it, you know, it was just instilled in her like you basically don't do anything until you quote unquote put your face on 
<laughs> yes. So like, you know, she was one of, she was just, that was just like the way she was raised and she just kind of kept with it. And it was like really until like her last, like yeah, probably like five to seven years that she started to like, like you could really see it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but like she was in her early eighties and she had people thinking they were, she was in her sixties and like that kind of thing. And it's like, she was born in tw- like 25. Wow. That's yeah. great. Yeah, my, my mom is. That's my mom is the like I have to put makeup on before I do anything because it would always be I, I just remember this vividly cr- from Christmas morning. We tease her about this. Mm-hmm. We could only wake her up at 730 or whatever, whatever the designated time was. And then when that happened, that means she would get out of bed and start putting her makeup on. And we're like, let's go. <laughs> let's go downstairs. And she's like, hold on. I'm almost ready. I'm like we're going anywhere. Just come on it was just torture it was awful so then we had to begin every christmas in trouble like you know for, for bugging that's my, the spirit yeah just for bugging my mom but hey it was like come on we knew good stuff was awaiting so anyway um yeah i get that wow we're, we strayed from fat content a lot but don't worry i'm coming we, back to it yeah we really did like there's i mean we still got plenty to go too so like yeah yeah i don't know how i don't know how we got here but we did we got here with tommy boy Yes, that's how we did it. Um, a new place opened in Homewood. I wanted to mention real quick mm-hmm. uh, empanadas. Guess what they sell? Tacos. Correct. No, it's just awesome, different kind of empanadas. And they've always been at our farmer's market, mm-hmm. just kind of serving up whatever they have that day. But they finally have a proper like brick and mortar restaurant. First of all, it looks awesome. Like it's all new construction. It's beautifully built. And they've got like buffalo chicken, uh, barbecued pork. Well, now uh, we know why you end up there. Oh, my God. Rick, the pork empanada you would love. I should bring you some frozen ones to work. And yeah. just let, I'll, you could just put them in a toaster oven. Um, the Caprese ones are great, but there's so many different flavors. They're going to start adding pizza. They've got coffee there. So check out Empanadas in Homewood. It's awesome. Uh, good local-owned business. I always like to support those. But I was so happy because they've been building it forever, and then COVID slowed down the building process. And like all of a sudden, one day, they were open. <laughs> and I was like yes and then of course like the first three days it drove by there's a line out the door so i had to pace myself i had to wait four days like some kind of plebe but i got there and it was excellent (laughs) we got 10 empanadas for 28 bucks that's not bad at all no and it was really good and it lasted us because like the three of us we probably each had two or something so we it was it was there were plenty of leftovers and it was it was delicious so check that place out if you're in the area you know, we said there's a lot of good stuff still to come. We've still got the fat phone. We do so have the fat phone. I think we should get to the fat phone. All right. I think I think you're right. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. Okay, my son. What is your confession? I'm fat. <laughs> Someday we're going to get through it without laughing. <laughs> I, I, I don't want it. I dread that day. <laughs> It's just the tone in which he says I'm fat. That just it's perfect. The self-hatred. Yep. Oh, we know that well. Oh, we're going to get an... to it on the fat phone today, too, by the way. <laughs> nice. Well, the fat phone is brought to you by our friends at Team Hockberg. We may hate ourselves, but we love Team Hockberg because of how they help us when it comes to buying, selling or refinancing your home. It's a big process. There's a whole lot involved. But Team Hockberg is here to help you get through it with as little pain and as much money as humanly possible. So call 855-56-DAVID, 56david.com. 
to if you are in the market, if you are looking to sell, if you know, maybe you want to do some now that the weather's getting better, you want to do a little work around the house, need a little capital to be able to do that. That's what a refinance is for. You can do that. So call them, go to the website. They will help you take the right steps to get that done. And if you're not quite sure, just want to dip your toe in the water, I recommend on Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time on WGN Radio, that's AM 720 for those in the Chicagoland area. Home Sweet Home Chicago is David's mortgage radio show where he just needs to talk about buying, selling, the entire process, refinancing, answer questions, have guests on. And it's a really great way to kind of get your mind around the whole process. So that way you can go in with a game plan when you talk to Team Hochberg. And when you do, tell them that you know you heard about Team Hochberg from us because that helps us out. We want David to know that we're putting out the good word and that you know he puts out the good word for us about the podcast as well. So you know it's one of those nice symbiotic relationships. And yeah, he's just a great dude who knows his stuff and his people do as well. So can't recommend them enough. 855-56-David, 56david.com. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. To the fat phone we go, if you want to leave us a message, 708-858-3314, 708-858-3314. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Don't care, whatever. Just wanted to <laughs> put it out there. Okay. <laughs> when you think of fats, what are they driving? Is it a Ford Escape? Is it a Pinto? Like a Geo Metro? Or just this giant honker of a Hummer? Thanks. <laughs> what is the what is the official Fatmobile? Um, I it's definitely not something small, right? So yeah, we don't want to look like Mister Incredible here. We don't need that. I would say I think like Ford Explorer or bigger or like a probably a, a, I would say probably an Explorer as opposed to like an Escape because the Escape is on. I, I don't even remember what the names of the uh, Ford cars are now, but like the smaller sedan. So like what would have been the Escort back in the day yeah, the because Focus, I'm old, maybe. Yeah, it's on more of like, yeah, that base as opposed to like a Taurus. The Escape is be... an SUV, too. I drive an 08 mm -hmm. Escape. That's my backup car that is literally falling apart as we speak. Pieces of it are just falling off. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but the Escape is a pretty big SUV. So that that, that would work for a fat. Okay. And I'm, maybe I'm thinking of the old ones. It doesn't matter. Either way, I think that's pretty fair. It's got to be like when I got my, when I had a Nissan Altima for a while, that felt right size wise. Like it's not the huge sedans that cost a lot, but like your kind of standard family sedan. I feel like that is, that's the minimum that a fat should have. Otherwise, you just look small in it. Like I remember when I was looking for, before I got the car that I have now, uh, I was looking at, what was it? A Nissan Sentra, which is like, you know, a smaller sedan. And my mom and my wife were like, no, you look like Mr. Incredible. You can't get that car. <laughs> I was like, Hey, at least they were honest about it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I can't do low to the ground. I've done it a couple times. Yeah. I hate it. And I just, I need to be up. I need to be mm -hmm. in a, in at least like a midsize SUV. Um, that's why I've got the CX-5 for Mazda Roland Park. We'll get to that in a minute. 
and uh, that Ford Escape is is great. So yeah, the, I need a bigger car. But it, it's funny. I got to think about that. Like, what is the definitive? Like, you see that? Like, people say that if you see a Subaru Outback, <laughs> the stereotype is that it's driven by a lesbian. Yes. <laughs> just, by the way. That is a car I've always wanted. I've always wanted an Outback and just have never been able to make it work. Yes. Um, Because I I love the way they look and I love the way Subaru drives, whatever. Um, But I've never been able to and I never will because I'm Mazda for life. But um, so what's the fat equivalent of that? Like what you drive a Kia Soul, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one's got that one's in the conversation. Is it? I think so. Like, I feel like it might be for stereotype purposes. It's a little small. Maybe. But like, I mean, it. I will say, um, that that car is bigger on the inside than a, than you would think. Mind you, I have one of the older ones, which I think was a little taller. So there's that. Okay. As opposed to like the ones now, because like at the time it was like I think 2012 was the last year where they were a little taller, and like from 2013 forward they've been a, just a little shorter, and. I appreciated, you know, I so I got like a better model 2012 so that I could still have that little bit of extra height. Okay. But, well, if anyone has a thought on this, hit us up. Uh, I'm fatpod at gmail.com. Hi, hello. This is Carolyn from the south side of Chicago. I'm calling, um, and I have two fat questions. My first is, what constitutes somebody being a fat versus a normie? Um, I have sometimes considered myself, am I a large normie or a small fat? So I'm curious to know what you two say is the line of demarcation, um, if any, for that. Secondarily, uh, my question is about chafing. I know Gold Bond is obviously talked a lot about on the podcast as a preventative mm-hmm. matter, um, and I'm asking about a any sort of fat-approved, tried-and-true healing product. Um, I, fat professional, recently had an unfortunate chafing experience, um, in between my buttocks, and I found a diaper rash paste, um, just like a generic thing from Walgreens, to actually be great to uh, heal it right up. But I was curious to hear from from you all, what is a recommended hmm. way to heal up after the chafing experience? Thanks so much. Love the podcast. First off, let me say, I never thought in my wildest dreams we would get a woman to call the show, give us her name, and tell us she has a chafed ass. Chafing in the buttocks. <laughs> uh, okay, so first, what constitutes a fat? Rick and I have said uh, from day one of this podcast that fat is a mindset, not a body size. So you'll know by your diet yeah. if you're fat or not. I mean, body size doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. But, you know, well, yeah, like, I'm not Can't fat. I eat salads. Help. Sir, you're 5'5", five, five, you weigh 275, and you're a kicker. I don't care about all your salads. You're still fat. Right. But, <laughs> well, oh, sir, they were taco salads? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But there's no, like, uh, if you are this much weight, you are a fat. No, nah, it doesn't work that no. way. Not for us yeah. anyway. Yeah, because, like, that's kind of how, and mind you, I know there's a little more to it. Like, that's kind of how, like, BMI works. And I think... Like outside of just being overweight, I just for what BMI considers overweight or like obese is crazy to me. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're American, you're fat. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, one way or another, unless you're a supreme athlete, chances are you're slightly overweight and would be considered not obese, but overweight. Um, As for the chafing thing, this is a good question. Mm -hmm. And it's a problem that I don't usually get because I'm 
I everything I do is to pre- prevent that. The underwear I wear, the gold bond I put on, all those sort of things. But there was a time where I did have an issue, and I had seen this stuff for years. I see it at Ace Hardware all the time. It's called anti monkey butt. <laughs> it's so the initial. I'm serious, and there's a monkey with a big ass on the cover of it. But so this is the same idea as Gold Bond, oh, right? Yeah. It just has a yeah. creative name to get your attention. But yeah. they also have a uh, diaper rash cream. It's baby anti monk uh, baby anti monkey butt. Basically, all you need is something with calamine lotion in it, and that will do the job. But this stuff, I tried it like kind of on a whim, out of desperation one day because I was stranded and I had some chafing going on, mm-hmm. and it worked pretty well. Not like immediately because there is a rash there, and there, you know, so there's something to take yeah. care of. But I think the next day I was almost 100%. So I will recommend wow. baby anti-monkey butt. Yeah, I've never had a good solution. Uh, what I'll do is like I'll just put on more of like the preventative stuff. And maybe it's just, you know, time healing all wounds. But uh, that ends up doing it more than anything. But like I know another thing people recommend not more in the pre- on the preventative side is I've had friends recommend uh like just deodorant, just like throw some throw some deodorant down there and you kill two birds with one stone. Oh, that makes sense. Just like rub um rub your your deodorant stick like on your thigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a preventative. Yeah, more yeah more is preventative. I, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I have a I have a friend that uh that that does that fairly often. And she keeps telling me like this is the way to do it. All right, good to know. I will keep that in mind if I'm ever short of gold bond, which happens sometimes. I just sent you a picture of the anti-monkey butt, by the way. Oh, okay. If you want to see the image of the monkey. I really do. Literally with a glowing red butt, giving you a thumbs up and powdering his butt cheeks. That That is the that is an amazing picture. <laughs> it's great. It definitely gets your attention. It's good marketing. It really does. Yeah. And the bright color works, too. It sure does. Hey, Rick and Jay. Pete from Crystal Lake. I've got a question for you. Uh, Something that's happened to me, and I've been noticing it more and more lately, is that every time I have something, I pick something up for breakfast or lunch uh, when I'm out and about and I'm eating in my car, I notice that I'm fine eating while I'm moving. But when I'm sitting at a stoplight, I refrain from eating so that I don't get judged. Am I crazy? Does anybody else do this? Just curious. Love the show, guys. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the the reason sometimes I don't eat or I don't eat at the same frequency at the light as I do when I'm in motion. And mind you, this is really flawed logic is uh, because I don't want to miss the light turning because I am someone that I won't necessarily like honk right away. Someone has to like not realize the light turn for a you know quite a few seconds before i'll hit the horn but that's just like a thing that annoys me as a driver so it's something i'm very cognizant of when i'm you know when i'm driving myself because how can i get too mad at other people if i'm doing the same damn thing myself yeah i i do find that i uh like to (laughs) begin eating at the most dangerous moment (laughs) like a challenge or something i don't know i'm weird like I'm merging. This is a good time for me to peel the uh, barbecue sauce top off the McDonald's uh, barbecue sauce cup. Oh yeah! Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I did that yesterday bad. with Wendy's. It's bad. I just when I get hungry though, I. Oh my god! I didn't mention this. 
Hmm. Remember how I've told you how much I love the Posen or the uh, Pullman McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> so their credit card machine was out in the drive-thru, so I had to go in to order. And I almost witnessed the entire staff at the Pullman McDonald's coming to blows. <laughs> okay. like, it was like, you're disrespecting me. Like, I'm going to write you up. You can't talk to me that way. And like, it was getting out of hand, right? <laughs> so there was this woman in there who was waiting. She was a postal worker. And she's like, hey, we're all hungry. <laughs> just, like, just, <laughs> just like stopped the entire thing. It was like when mom yells at you. Everyone just like stopped. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, let's get back to work. But it was escalating quickly. And I'm like, just kind of like, I'm, I don't want to be here, but I've been waiting for my food for five minutes. I'm not leaving. I'd sooner, I'd sooner catch a stray bullet than go to another restaurant right now. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a little scary. It was a little scary. I'll be honest. What? I said shouts to Browns. Yeah, right. It was, it was, uh, it wasn't fun. It was, it was an awkward situation. Hello, Fats. This is Jason from Oshkosh. My question for you this week is what is your get in or get out move because you're fat of your vehicle? Uh, Jay, with your car, uh, it's probably a little bit lower to the ground like mine is, and I understand that when I have to get out to be able to get out more effectively, I swing my feet out, and then when I am getting up, I push my elbow and tricep area on the frame of the car door to be able to push up in one step. Um, It's not something that you probably are knowingly doing, but if you start to pay attention, you realize, I'm making an adjustment because I'm a fat and to get in and out of my vehicle. Uh, love to hear what you guys say. Love the show. Thanks. This is a fan. That's a fantastic question. Yes, it is. <laughs> that really is. So like, so I had an, an issue in college and I, feel, I, I'm pretty sure I've brought it up on the podcast before that my car in college was really low to the ground. So I was, I was delivering pizzas. So I'm getting in and out of the car all the time. And I wasn't near as heavy as I am now. However, like I had poor mechanics in terms of getting in and out of the car. Yeah. So there was a time where I hundred <laughs> percent just busted the inseam on my, on my mid delivery, mind you, like getting into the car after dropping one, uh, order off and then on my way to another order on that same run. And it was the last or thank God it was the last order of the night. So I just hold the like warming bag lower so i just hold the thing lower so that it's kind of at my waist instead of you know kind of at my belly button and that i either they didn't say anything or they didn't notice the fact that you know i pretty much you know i was catching a nice breeze so (laughs) i appreciate the people for either not noticing or just especially if they saw and just didn't say anything much appreciated hey i know when my food arrives i got a one-track mind so you could be naked i wouldn't notice like just give me the pizza Right. Let me go eat. Uh, I do definitely have a motion. I do a I so uh, the CX five is an SUV, so I, I am high up off the ground, fortunately. But my move is I lean forward and then whip myself back. So in one motion, I can whip back and swing my legs out, okay. and then I, I like uh, like he described, I kind of use my forearms to push myself out the car door. But I definitely yeah. have like a for, like a rocking motion. To like get my body moving to get my feet out the door. That's that's how I do it. There is definitely a process to it, um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a challenge. 
It's a challenge for us fats. There's no doubt about it. Now, the biggest challenge is when you don't have full amount of space on the driver's side or on whatever side that you're getting out of. That's where things get iffy. Oh, yeah. I hate uh, being a passenger in someone else's car mm-hmm. because it's just like I have made my car work for me, for my yes. body. And I'm, I'm also like, oh, I'll sit in the back because I just don't want to be a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. like shotgun kind of a guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I have huge regrets. I'm going to yeah. get this is hard or like getting in the backseat of a cab and getting in on the uh, yep on the far side. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of maneuvering that has to happen and like shirt pulling and like all that. Yeah, it, it's yeah, there's a lot to that. So it is uh, not great. I definitely do the uh, yeah, like the forearm thing to like use the car to create momentum, that type of thing. I, I totally do that. Yeah. OK, so to answer Carolyn's question from earlier, if you have a method to get out of your car, you mm-hmm. might be a fat. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's good. <laughs> like if you have that to is th- good. if you have to think about how you're going to get out or if you dread getting in low cars, you might be a mm-hmm. fat person. That, that would be one pretty good indicator. Right. Of it, but uh, yeah, right. Jay Foxworthy giving you, <laughs> you <laughs> might be a fat ass. <laughs> if you can't get out of your car. But Rick, let me tell you, I have very little problem getting in and out of my Mazda CX-5. Maybe it was designed for a fat. I don't know. But that's why I'm a Mazda customer for life. I shop at Mazda of Orland Park with Eric Vates, 708-444-3200. Go to MazdaofOrlandPark.com. Check out their website. Check out what they have in stock. But if you want a Mazda, you know they can get it just the way you like it. And Eric is the person to help make that happen. 708-444-3200. As I mentioned, Rick, is the Ford is literally leaving pieces of itself behind on the road as I drive <laughs> down the street. Nothing against Ford. It's a really, really old car. Uh, I just keep dreaming about that new Mazda. I'm going to get either the CX-30 or just add another CX-5 to the uh, arsenal. But whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a Mazda, and it's going to be for Mazda of Orland Park. Because uh, Mazdas are great, and the service at Mazda of Orland Park is second to none. 708-444-3200. Ask for Eric. Rick, is it time to ask a fat? Oh, it is. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fans first ask a fat comes from pat who wants to know our all-time fat guy baseball lineup oh i like that i don't know if i can do oh i need time what's what's all right that homework for next week rick okay you and i come up with our all-time fat guy baseball lineup okay that's should should we do a rotation too like it's like a snake draft no, 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 like like a starting rotation. Oh, yes. Yes. And I, I like mean, this new reliever the Cubs have, Chafin. Yeah. <laughs> That's his name. Yes. Oddly enough, he needs some anti-monkey butt. But, man, that dude, he's got the stash. That's what he puts on the ball to get the extra spin. We talk about how your uncles looked in high school. 
They look mm-hmm. like Andrew Chafin. That's that's the. Fa- I mean, <laughs> the 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 big like walrus mustache, the hair j- jutting out the sides. That that is a look for me. So he he's going to be in my relief. I know he was with the Cubs a little bit last year too, but um, really he has a he has adopted the look of seventies fat pitcher, and uh, he's nailing it. So I'm put I I call dibs on Chafin. He's that dude is awesome. All right, so that's our homework for next week. That'll be a big topic next week. I like that. All right. Got one here from Chris from Crystal Lake. He says, love the podcast. Just getting caught up on the last few episodes and felt the need to add a twist to the cheeseburger versus KFC bucket discussion. All right. Do we need to recap this? Probably not. We mentioned it like a month. Yeah. Okay. So basically someone had a lot of cheeseburgers. Another guy had a lot of chicken. We decided what was more. Okay. Uh, So here's Chris's in college. Taco Bell on Devon near Loyola used to have what they called the grande meal which consisted of the following 10 tacos or bean burritos or any mix thereof, uh, nachos, bel grande, Mexican pizzas and cinnamon twists. So while if only 10 tacos are selected, it's not that impressive. Sadly, this is the route I took. I had a friend in college who had the one who had to one up me completed eight bean burritos and two tacos along with his nachos, bel grande, Mexican pizza and cinnamon twist plus several medium Pepsis. The question remains is, is this more impressive than the 13 cheeseburgers, medium fry and Sunday talked about a few episodes back? Ah, I'm still giving it to the burgers, man, just because of the bread. Mm -hmm. The bread is such a factor. And I think Taco Bell tacos are like I could have 20 of them and not even feel it. Right. You know, I I don't know. I, I, I think 13 burgers, a medium fry and a Sunday is really, really hard to top just because of the carb intake. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's the, it's uh, I've got the same and now the uh, parlance for knowing that I've uh, been working on a betting show for too long. I've got the same handicap. Uh, <laughs> I would. De- <laughs> that, yeah, I definitely grade that out the same way. So I completely understand. I, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that. All right. I got one here from Northside Phil. He says, Rick, I'm a fellow Husky alum here. I've made the trip back to the Calb during the pandemic just for the oh, pizza. Oh, NIU Husky. Okay. Yeah, he's probably fat too. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've made the trip back to the Calb during the pandemic just for the Pizza Pros cheese nuggets, and they're yeah. still amazing. Best and only topping for them is bacon. Not sure if, a, if this is a hack or common knowledge. For Mexican places, I have a tough time picking between steak and El Pastor all the time. Mm-hmm. This leads me to get tacos instead of the glorious burrito to mix and match. However... I've started going with the two meat burrito and wow, highly recommend giving it a shot to keep up the good work. That's from Northside Phil. I am a two meat burrito guy myself. When I go to Chipotle, I always do half chicken, half steak because I feel like I'm getting more meat that way. Yes, but I've never done it in a proper Mexican place, but like a steak El Pastor ta- a burrito. That sounds That'd amazing. I- yeah, I'm going to try that next time. If they'll let me True. I don't know if there are rules for these things, you know? Yeah, I pro- I'm sure it's place specific. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard of anybody doing that at more of a proper Mexican restaurant. I don't think I have. But hey, what's the worst they can say? No. Right. Oh, okay. Fine. I'll just uh, just give me two burritos then. Or as they would say, <laughs> possibly in Spanish, no. No. Yeah. Just to translate for our uh, English speaking audience. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. No in Spanish means no. Right. Um, okay. You got one here. I've got, Go yeah, ahead. I've got one. All right. Uh, this is from Sean. If you could only pay up for one of these and the other, you have to go with more of just like your generic variety. Are you paying up for underwear or shirts? 
Oh, underwear. Same. That's easy. I don't have a big problem with shirts. Like, yeah, I've, I mean, I, I know I'm going to look unfortunate pretty much regardless. <laughs> so I, I might as well like maximize the comfort and minimize the chafing. So, so this week I was trying to stretch to the weekend because I knew yesterday I was going to be going over to my mom. So I was like, okay, I'll just do laundry there. But I was like two pairs of underwear short. And I have a couple pairs that are, you know, they're, they're due to retire. <laughs> and uh, so I went to, so I went to Kohl's and I got my, so I've never done the cotton mesh. Underwear. Oh yeah. Cotton mesh is nice. Yeah. I like, it's a little more expensive, but I'm pretty cheap when it comes to like shirts and stuff. So I feel like that's a pretty fair trade. So th I'm glad this got asked this week. Cause it's like right up my alley. Yeah. I just got some from, uh, um, TJ Maxx. It's new balance. It's sort of the same thing, like a performance mesh. Mm -hmm. And you know, the tag said $50 and they were 12 bucks for five pair at nice. TJ Maxx. And then I also use that Hanes. Um, I think it's called X temp. Yes. Yeah, X temp boxer briefs. That's more of like the Jersey mesh. Those are my go-to. Those are my everyday underwear, and I really like them. Um, mm -hmm. But these New Balance are nice. And I have to say, if you're looking for underwear and you want nicer stuff, TJ Maxx and Marshalls are the places to go because that stuff is super marked down. It's brand name stuff. You can usually kind of like at least like feel it a little bit. Like there's a little mm -hmm. notch in there to feel the material. You can get really good, high-quality stuff there. Like They have like Kelvin Klein underwear for like $10 in there. Wow. And I don't care about fashion because I'm married and my wife doesn't like to look at me anyway. So like fancy underwear doesn't matter to me. I just want function. And I've had really good luck at those places. So that's what I would recommend. But yeah, I'm, I'm paying up for underwear every time because I, I my underwear lasts forever. I wear it for years. And then I, and I'll change out to the next pair. <laughs> no, <just> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of us, you know, I'm. Because, you know, you have the unfair advantage of your, you know, diabetes medication that, like, helps you not gain crazy amounts of weight. Yes, which, I'm you cheating. Know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a performance-enhancing <laughs> drug. That, you know, having diabetes is. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it always lasts until, you know, you have to go up to another size. Yeah, that's that'll do it. But I have some in my drawer that are just ratty. Like, you can see the elastic. Like the, mm -hmm. the materials run out and the elastic is exposed. It's time to toss those. I just got five new pair. I'm going to go in and just sort of like, okay, these are the five worst pair I own. And toss yeah, them the, out. I've, I've got to swap out some of the uh, Swiss cheese crotch ones that I have that, that are just like. <laughs> and that's just little... a smell. <laughs> uh, eh, sometimes not wrong. <laughs> All right. Gowan here from our guy, Popcorn Andy. He's very excited. He wanted to email us. He says, hello, my fellow fats. As you know, I've been without the great taste of movie theater popcorn because of COVID and movie theaters closing. Unfortunately, as places opened up, the theater in Geneva is not reopening. I recently went to Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn in Geneva to pick up caramel corn and cheese mm -hmm. popcorn for the family. I saw a sign for movie theater popcorn. I ordered a small bag with butter. When I got home, I poured it in a bowl for the test. Wow, was I impressed. It was amazing. I had tears of joy. I ate the entire bag, sharing none of it. I am planning on heading back today to grab a medium for myself and a small for the family. Now that I'm getting quality popcorn again, I'm a fat and a happy fat. Keep up the great job. Popcorn Andy. That's our guy, Andy, who made himself famous on this podcast for um, going to the 
uh, popcorn machine or, or going into the movie theater for popcorn yes. like over and over and over again. And only popcorn. That's it. Over and over and over again. So it was very impressive. Yeah. And uh, that Colonel's, I've, I've been in there before. Uh, that is on 38 in Geneva. So that that place is that place is nice. So if you're ever in that area, by all means, stop by. All right. This one's from Lewis. He says, taking mom and pop bakeries and donut shops out of consideration, which of the top four Chicago craft donut titans is the best? Donut vault, do right, stands or fire cakes? I'm going to go ahead and say do right. Yeah, I was going to say, I've only had two of them, so that makes it a little difficult. I've not I had, think. yeah, sorry. I have not had Donut Vault. Yeah, I, I have only had Do Right and Stands, and I go Do Right every time. I think with a lot of these places, the they try to be creative and, and come up with cool new, like, out of this world, like, crazy combinations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually, I just want a chocolate donut. Or an right. old-fashioned. And to me, no one does them better than Do-Right. Do-Rights are awesome. Uh, if we're talking about these craft donut places, for sure. I, I will still take, though, your mom-and-pop bakery every time. And our guy, Lawrence mm-hmm. Holmes, who is a donut aficionado, still claims that Huck Finn has the best donuts you can get. And He's they're terrific. Br- they, yeah, they are. Uh, I th- was He brought them by remote once. And I think it was like, uh, what was it, a Miller Lite Top Draft show. And I, I'm pretty sure I had the apple fritter from there. Oh, holy crap! Was that good? That was years ago, and I still remember it. Yeah, it's basically a salad because it's apple fritter. Well, yeah, it's, it's healthy. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was understood. And I, okay. I I like stands and I liked fire cakes, but sometimes it's like okay, like I see what you're trying to do. And stands does have really good old fashioned, so you can find mm-hmm. it there. But there's always these temptations when you're in stands like, well, that thing looks really creative and it's jammed with Nutella or whatever. So I want to try that. But I think when it just comes down to basic donuts of those four, do right are the best. Okay, I have one more and we'll do it quick because this is this is an XL episode. Uh, But this one's from James and we haven't done any like Easter specific content really here. Just what's your favorite Easter candy? Cadbury cream eggs are my favorite. That's what I look forward to the most every year. Um, but also the Starburst jelly beans are insane. Mm-hmm. And we could not find jelly beans anywhere this week. Anywhere. So we have no Easter jelly beans. I'm pissed. Wow. Except for uh, jelly bellies, which are fine, but like eh. overrated. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're definitely overrated. Uh, for me, it's the Cadbury caramel eggs. Okay. Them. Yeah, those are, I mean, look, any sort of chocolate egg stuffed with stuff. Yes, it's it's kind not going to be bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give me cra- Cadbury cream eggs are great. Um, ho- ho- my wife likes the Reese's eggs. I know you're out on those, Rick, but I feel like yep. you can get those anytime. Like it's Reese's, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a different shape, different texture. But yeah, cream eggs, and then uh, a very close second is Starburst uh, jelly beans. But really, all Easter can't. Oh, and uh, Cadbury mini eggs are something I'm not eating a lot of but kind of like rediscovered them this year after we had that. Remember we had a couple weeks ago, the call to the voicemail. What is your favorite Easter candy and why is it Cadbury mini, mini eggs? Yeah. So I went and got some and those are also fantastic. So yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's Easter. It's all very, very good. All right. Before we wrap up, we want to tell you about our friends at Dr. Squatch natural soap company. It's not just soap. It's shampoo. It's conditioner. It's toothpaste. It's deodorant. It's beard oil. It's 
awesomely scented candles. If it makes you smell good, if it makes you feel good, Dr. Squatch has it. Go to drsquatch.com. Check out what they have to offer. When you're ready to check out, use that promo code IMFAT20. You'll save 20% on your order and help the podcast at the same time. Jay, I've never ordered from Dr. Squatch before. What should I do? Okay, fine. Pro tip. Get yourself the soap saver. It's going to make your soap investment last way, maybe two or three times longer than it would if you just sit it on the ledge of Mm -hmm. your shower or whatever. That is fact. That's not a lie. That's a one-time purchase. You're investing in premium soap. You should protect your purchase and make it last. So make sure you get that soap saver. My favorite scents are the cold brew cleanse and the cool fresh aloe, but you really can't go wrong. My wife loves the deep sea goat's milk because it's a little more subtle than some of the other ones. Uh, I just tried the gold moss finally for the first time. Really like that one. And the pine tar is kind of their flagship soap. That's full of exfoliants. It smells like a pine tree. It's great. You can't go wrong. Go to drsquatch.com. When you're ready to check out, use that promo code. I'm fat 20. All right. We got into a lot on this episode. I like this was definitely one where we knew we had a lot of stuff, but I didn't think we were going to get into all of this. So I hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. So we want to thank our sponsors one more time. Team Hochberg, Bosda of Orland Park, Marichka's and and Marichka's. Why do I keep saying that wrong? (laughs) I've never said it wrong before today. And yet here we are. You ask. (laughs) I know. And Dr. Squatch. Subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Throughout the week, if you think of stuff, leave us a message on the fat phone. Don't just wait for the call on a Friday or Saturday whenever we give it out because you know what's coming every week. We're going to do a pod every week. So always be ready to participate because we want to know what you want to know about as well. And we'll spread our fat knowledge because that's what we have. Congratulations to air conditioning one more time for joining the prestigious onion ring of honor. So for Jay, I'm Rick. This is the I'm fat podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. (laughs) 